Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? Dakota Drake 4 coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. I know you've all been waiting for this one. Uh, we've kind of been blasting on it all day. Little technical difficulties. We're running behind schedule, but what else is new? Uh, this little surprise episode, we got our boy Tyler Reddick in the house. Red Dog, they like to call him. He's a favorite of ours here at Chairgating, and uh, we can't wait to talk to him. Let's get this thing started, y'all. It's going to be good. Oh, shit. Damn. What's up? It's Chairgating coming at you live. Hello, come right in. Rock, flag, and eagle. I hope you like that, dude. I was sitting there clicking the button, <laughs> and my fat freaking finger was hitting the right click. And I was like, come on, no. <laughs> that was awesome. That was yeah, incredible. That's us, man. We go to races. We like to have fun. But, dude, what's up? Tyler Reddick in the house. This is awesome. Yeah, thank you for having me. I I, I, uh, I clearly didn't do great studying. I saw the beer crack open. Oh, dude. And by I all means, if you need Okay, one. well – go we got you, you. Get, all right i'll yeah, go grab I'll pack right, it. tyler reddick he's got to get his go to his garage fridge uh this is pretty cool pretty awesome for me thanks y'all for joining the comments i'm going to try to keep up but tyler Reddick's in the house cracking one with the boys i'm this is awesome man i can't wait to have it uh we had some technical difficulties getting on time but if y'all watch the show you should be used to that because uh we're never on time but uh well, i'm man. not either i'm not yeah. either it's all good, dude. I, I treat uh, real life, like, away from the track life, like, on the racetrack, like, every last second I try to take advantage of it, but, yeah. Hey, what you drinking? Oh, uh, IPA. Hey, dude, so am I. Where is it? Oh, here's the Monday Night Brewing out of Atlanta. Where, where do I go here? Burial. There you go. Surfer's Wax IPA. So. Okay, look. Cheers. Cheers, yeah. bro. Cheers. Yeah. As I'm sure I just broke the first rule. I was, I'm sure I just broke a rule right there, but that's fine. Well, do not let me be the downfall of you. That is your own business. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm the downfall of myself. No, no we'll we don't get you it's, in trouble. I can talk my way out of it, I'm sure. Hey, there you go, Mr. Smooth. But, dude, Tyler Reddick, driver of the eight car, RCR, uh, ZL1 Camaro? Is that what they're calling it these days? Next Gen, Gen yeah. 7, whatever you want to call it. Dude, it's so glad to have you on the show. I'm sorry my partner in crime's not here, but I'm going to try to handle it. But, uh, dude, man, just came back from Atlanta. The three chi eight looked so good, dude. I like literally when you we dropped this scheme in Daytona, I was like, dude, that's a sexy car. Bringing the chrome numbers back or your shiny numbers, however you want to talk about the finish, the the eight car looks good. Uh, you want to tell us? I mean, how did three chi come about? Did y'all find them? They find y'all? You want to talk about the company? Yeah, it was it was honestly great timing. Um, uh, 
folks from three chief happened to, to uh, come to their first ever race at the Indianapolis road course. And I uh, got to meet um, the people that, that are part of their company um, totally new to racing uh, and the experience they got. I, it's from my understanding now, you know, the experience they got going to their first ever race at Indy um, had them sold. They were all about it. And it was just became a process of working with, with NASCAR to find the right fit and find, you know, how do we get, how do we get three G into the, into NASCAR? How do we get them with RCR and how do we get them on Tyler's car? So a little bit of a, a process to make that all happen. You know, it's a new, new Avenue of um, partnership on the race car side in NASCAR. So, you know, there were some new, new things that, that everyone on all fronts had to learn, you know, NASCAR has some things they need to figure out, you know, us, us at RCR, uh, working with them. And then three chief, we all just work together to make, make it all come together and happen. So I was really glad to see it, um, become, uh, you know, see them come on in the big way that they did, you know, our primary, our anchor sponsor, if you will, um, having lots of primary races and, you know, unfortunately we've, we've, we've had some really good, uh, speed with three G on our car, but, um, it hasn't worked out, um, to the first two go arounds at Daytona or at Atlanta, but uh, Coda's coming up here on Sunday. We we head out tomorrow morning actually, and uh, we got three Chi on the car. And uh, Coda's a good place for me, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, dude. So I was. I mean, I assume this was kind of like a teeter tottery. You're like, hey, all right, three Chi, the the first ever hemp based product sponsored in a professional sport. I'm pretty sure uh, it's pretty much a big deal. I mean, I, I'm sure that y'all had to maybe you know, work things over and like, Hey, look, three cheese coming in. This is what we want to do. And they came in in a big way. Uh, that eight car really looked good at Daytona. It really looked good at Atlanta last week. Um, I know we ran into some difficulties. We can get there, but, uh, yeah, going to Coda this weekend though, I posted her last year. I mean, do you have confidence going into Coda this weekend? Lots of it. Um, we'll be lacking that when we go to Coda, um, for me, you know, with the first part or, you know, when I looked at the beginning of this year, uh, I had a lot of tracks I was really excited about. Fontana was up there on the list of ones I was excited about. Oh, yeah. Vegas. Big lap but, uh, later before you uh, got right, messed I know. with it. Another, another <laughs> issue we had, yeah. But um, above all those, I had Coda circled because of the speed that we had there um, when we were here last year for the first time. Um, the work that me and my team put in to really kind of transform my, I guess, capabilities and, and where our potentials were on a road course. So it was – for me, uh, that that race last year and how it went, the speed we had was really huge because it was a big paid big payday for us for the hard work that we put in to get better at road course racing. Uh, when I say we, I mean my team had to really rally around me and help me um, learn the techniques and um, the you know this is what you should do. What you have a you know it's just like anything you know there's certain things that you can and can't do um, at all these different types of racetracks and I was pretty much doing all the wrong things at road courses. So uh, it was I only had. I only had to go up from where I was, so it was nice to make the games we did. Yeah, I remember last year when you got that pole, you were kind of like, "Holy shit, we got the pole!" Like you were, it almost yeah. seemed like you were baffled. Do you think with the next gen and RCR's development, I mean, you, I'm y'all kind of had the forefront lead of building this car. That you know, are we going to see a different product with this road course racing? I know different brake packages. These cars were kind of made for this. They implied, uh, I, is RCR going to take the forefront with the road course racing or? Is this, I mean, is this going to be a shit show on Sunday? <laughs> I think it's got the possibility of being it. I, I don't think it's going to be as big of a one as, as what we saw a year ago because of the weather that we uh, we experienced. That was almost That was a nightmare. Yeah, that was insanity. <laughs> um, but the weather forecast looks a lot clearer. But, uh, you know, certainly RCR played a huge role in development of the car. Um, but a lot of the, the direction the car's taken, I'd say, in the last two or three months – uh, you know, we're in areas that we didn't really have a lot, um, you know, where we're learning, how we're learning about this car now and where we're able to find speed out of it, um, you know, make the car drive better, go faster. That, that you know, that's simple sounding, but very complex stuff that the engineers and the teams, um, everyone at the shop goes through to find um, through the testing that, you know, that NASCAR did with this next gen car. Some of the things that we're picking up now, the other good teams are picking up on now didn't really have the opportunity to really explore those um, in, in all the next gen testing that, that happened over the last couple of years. That's one thing we talk about on the show is like uh, through these first probably six to 10 races is everybody's kind of getting a feel of the cars. So you 
kind of seeing all these different winners show up. Uh, we're trying to get you one. You keep leading, but stuff keeps happening. Uh, yeah. But it's like the second half of the season and as summer comes along, I feel like later in the year we're going to see a, almost like a shift. Like we're going to see – like more teams get more advantages or more figure more things out on how to go fast. And it's like, yeah, the, I am loving everything I'm seeing so far, but I feel like there's even more, more to gain on what the product we're seeing on the track. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah. The test, I think the test was a little crazy too, with the, uh, the flat tires spinning at the Roval and stuff when y'all were testing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, um, I actually, I didn't have a lot of problems spinning at uh, the Roval test, but the, the next gen, test that well the next they were both next gen tests the the, the test we had after that uh the follow-up test on the charlotte oval oh it was the oval when you spoke. was where i had a lot of um a lot of spins you know the car just you just can't get away with what you used to um in in the old car you know the old car had a lot more side force built into the body a lot more forgiveness in the tire itself too with the size of the sidewall um so you know the spins that you saw at fontana a little bit at vegas <laughs> Um, at, at the beginning of this year, you know, there'll be more, it'll be, there'll be more of that, I'd say to start this year than what it'll be in the summer. Right. Um, but certainly I do expect, you know, the, the best of the best teams, you know, you're already seeing Hendrick win, you know, win with three other four drivers. Um, you know, the Gibbs cars are starting, the Gibbs drivers and teams starting to figure it out. The, the best of the best will eventually get back to being at the top, but certainly this new car is really just hit a reset button for everybody. Um, you know, and if you're, you got a good feeling about something or have a good approach to your race weekend. You know, you can see some of the other teams get up front and do what they've been doing here to start the year. Yeah. Now I feel like all the broadcasts and everything, when they interview, they just generically put you right in the Tyler Reddick, the Highline guy. He rails the top. He's inches from the wall. And I think that's what a lot of us fans love about you is you're not scared to go up there. You know, you're going to rail it and it's fun to watch because when it produces speed, it's so freaking awesome. But, uh, are you, so, being Tyler Reddick, are you a fan of these cars breaking on edge at any moment and being hard to drive, or do you prefer that I don't even have to worry about this car? It's not going to spin out. Uh, I definitely like the car being a lot harder to drive. Um, it does take away from some of the, you know, it does make running the wall a bit more difficult. But, um, you know, in a lot of these tracks we get to, you know, the cars were so stuck to the ground that, you know, it was almost more of a chess match than you battling the car you're driving itself. Um, and like I said, I think a lot of the teams have been learning here to start this year on how to make these cars drive a little bit better, not be as snappy loose or on the edge of control. Um, but it is still so new that, you know, you miss the market right now and again, and this car is a little bit trickier, a little, little bit more sensitive. You have a smaller uh, margin of error to miss the setup um, and still have a, you know, a good car or not. So right. it's been exciting to, to see it play out that way. And for the most part, you know, for us, we've done a pretty good job of showing up to the track with good cars. We've, you know, I think the worst car we brought to the track was Vegas. And honestly, it wasn't really a bad car. We still qualified seventh with it. Um, and still had good speed. But, you know, it was one of the few times this year we didn't really have a, we didn't really feel like we had a, a straight up chance of going out there and taking the lead and leading laps and trying to win. But, hey, you, I mean, got a little loose off four, spun through the grass, but the splitter didn't rip off. The splitter didn't yeah. dig into the yard. No one's talking about that. Watching broadcasts, they haven't even brought it up. But last year, we were all complaining about how, when, you know, if a guy gets loose and goes to the infield, tears the whole front end off. But these cars are take a beating, dude. They they hit the wall, slap it. Ross Chastain battles back. Corey LaJoy does a 360 in the infield, comes back. It's like, I'm really loving these composite bodies taking a lick and still ticking. I mean, you kind of dove head first at Atlanta. I think that was kind of... A, a bad spot but uh maybe that one wasn't fixable but it's kind of nice seeing these cars be able to you know hit the wall and keep going yeah they they are a lot different than the older car um and one thing too i mean the car that we've raced forever and you know even in the xfinity series what you see you know right right down there below us you know that was a car that had kind of tr turned into a race car but it started from a you know street car and with this next gen car from i mean the first the first input when they were designing this thing, it's just, it's all race car. There's no street street ability in place. So just the structural integrity of the car is better. Um, they're able to do a lot more things with the front of the car, the rear of the car, foam in, in certain places, the composite body. There was a lot of things that this car, they were able to bring to the table with this car to make it a bit beefier in a lot of ways. You know, you still see 
you know, situations happen where, you know, with independent suspension, you slap the wall hard enough, you can, you can bend some stuff, but um, certainly I didn't expect to be able to take back off after I had the crash that I did at Atlanta uh, hitting the wall head on, but uh, we were able to keep, keep rolling for a while. So it, something else eventually broke. So Dude, it these so cards good. have been, uh, it's been, it's been experienced so far. It's been eye opening how much they can take at times. Were when you were coming at or through three and four, was there any like indication like oh crap, right rear's going down, or was it just like oh shit? Uh, like uh, we noticed we saw all those tire issues. I don't really have you heard anything. Uh, I mean, with your sources, like why everybody that was leading chilling out just had was it tire pressures? I mean, everybody running something or was uh, just that fluke well, incident? Um, I figured out once I got to the front myself uh, at the front of the field, it's not chilling. Um, you're getting. <laughs> you're getting the pushes down the straightaway and you're getting shoved off into the corner um, faster than anybody in the field. Now, you know, because you don't have the draft, you're not going as fast, you know, uh, off the coming off the corner or the first part of the straightaway as some of the other cars probably are, but uh, you know, the car was getting put, you know, the tires and the car were getting put through a lot more stress at the front of the field. And um, in my case, you know, don't exactly have it pinpointed as to why we had the tire failure. Um, but uh you can take that if you want. No, dude. Sorry. I thought <laughs> I put it on silent. Sorry, dude. I'm kidding. No, you're, I'm just messing with you. Um, Nobody's but, called me all day until right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's me calling you. I'm That's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I just think uh, I can't speak for, you know, Ross or, or Ricky, but I think it's possible that we just may have missed the mark, you know, had the, the, the setup of our car a little bit too aggressive on the right rear tire. And when we got to the front there, um, Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22 shopify.com slash free 22. Leading the draft for a little bit. Um, you know, we were just putting the tire through more stress than I think we, we thought we were going to, and it was just too much for it. So do you think maybe when we go back to Atlanta in July that, or is it, there's going to be probably notes like, Hey, we let's not ha- let that happen again. Like, yeah, it, totally. <laughs> no, we're already working. Yeah, that, that note I think has already been put in the in post- big asterisks highlighted yeah. underlined. Let's let's not do this again. Certainly, um, yeah. I mean, we go back there in, in a not not right away, but uh, you know, we're going to be heading back there pretty soon. So you know, we've been trying to figure out what exactly we think that we were a little bit off on that that could have caused that. So we're thinking about it, but um, you know, we got some time till we go back. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Atlanta's missing a huge opportunity not making the second day to night race. It's the middle of July in the South. Like you got two dates, why not? You got lights. Like I know I, there's more that goes to it, but it's like, dude, how cool would this be to do a day and night race in the summer? Um, huge opportunity missed, I think, as a fan, and it'd be cool to see y'all drafting like that. I was gonna ask you too, you personally, inside source driver, how did you feel about New Atlanta? The repave, it's the super speedway motor speedway. It's not old school slick and grinding and, you know, different lines. It was like Talladega Atlanta motor speedway. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it was very, um, it was very different. I didn't know how it was going to play out. Um, I didn't know how the racing was going to end up being, you know, I kind of knew going in what they were hoping it was going to be like speedway style racing. Um, we got, we got rolling in, in practice and we were running the speeds that we were um, getting in the big packs that we were, I, I knew that Sunday was going to be pretty crazy. Uh, but I, I guess I will, I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is I was more than impressed by how well the idea and how well everything kind of went. Um, you know, it was, 
me and my, my spotter, Derek Nealon were talking about it um, afterwards, like just how much he was, how much more he was having to work at, at Atlanta as a spotter than you would at like a Daytona or Talladega. Right. Just never really getting a, a minute or a second to catch your breath, just always constantly on the radio because, you know, you're racing as tight as you would be uh, on those bigger tracks, but it's a small track. Things happen quicker. There's less room, you know, the track's narrow, so you can get two by two and, uh, you know, three wide sketchy because of the speeds and how small the track is. I know it sounds crazy. It's a mile and a half, but it's a mile shorter than, than Talladega or Daytona. Right. And it, it, it definitely feels like it. Um, it, it almost felt like a, like a boring, even though, like I said, we were super speedway racing at like 190. That's it one was thing, a fun experience. That's one thing we said was it, it was, it's like it was, you know, super speedway racing, but it, in a miniature version to where the the turns are sharper, maybe you're not getting guys are trying to push like they would, but how many times do we see guys push and the car the car in front yeah. get loose? And also, I was totally blown away by how many with the new, brand new smooth asphalt. How many times we saw guys getting loose, like all on their own? Maybe yeah. it was arrow or whatever, but it's like guys just losing it on new asphalt. I imagine there've been tons of grip. Uh, I loved what I saw as a fan being there. I, I've gone to Atlanta for 20 years. I, I respect and loved old surface and old school Atlanta, but it was it was a fresh something new. It was something like, wow, I've never seen anything like this. I love super speedway racing as well. I like it as its own thing. I you know I I, I love going to Talladega and Daytona, but I don't want to see this every week. But it was neat. It was something different. Atlanta's yeah. its own beast now. It seems. Yeah, I, I, well, I've always felt like Atlanta was its own beast to begin with, but certainly. <laughs> Uh, it's the monster just, just evolved. It, it had changed to something else. Right. Um, yeah, with, I guess that part, I kind of, I'm taking for granted a little bit, you know, like this was the first time we'd ever raced on this racetrack. Um, countless times that the tracks have been repaved. It's the narrowest line right around the bottom. You get out of the groove and you're going for a really hard ride. Your day's over, but yeah, from, I mean, lap one in our race, we could pretty much run over every inch of this racetrack. To be able to do that on a brand, brand, brand new repaved surface is really important, uh, regardless of, you know, what kind of racing we're needing to have um, or wanting to have to put on. So, yeah, it was um, – I think when we go back, people are going to be more aggressive. I think we'll be three wide more often. You're not going to want to be three wide for long, but I think people <laughs> will be putting each other in the, those positions more. Um but yeah, you know, the track had a lot of grip. Um, you know, craziest thing enough is it, even though we had 28 degrees of banking, you know, more banking than before, you know, we were speedway racing, the feel of the racetrack still felt very much like Atlanta, just how you get sucked into turn one, some of the bumps that are still there under the surface. Really? Um, and the waviness of three, all of it's still there. It still really felt a lot like Atlanta. And I think that's the part that threw me off the most is I'm used to just feeling completely out of control going around Atlanta trying to find grip. Um, but, but obviously we had a lot of it cause we were able to race pretty close <laughs> together, which I'm curious, you know, I don't really know what asphalt they use for this. I'm not an asphalt expert, but you know, they repaved Charlotte and Charlotte seems to not have aged since day one, um, from the stands. But I was curious, like, where do we see this track in 10 years? What's this surface look like? If this track ages, what, I mean, is what, what's this going to look like racing wise? Or I mean, 20 years from now, I don't know. Is it going to be a, hot slick Atlanta drafting package. Are we even going to have these cars? I'm not sure, but it, it's neat to talk about. It's different. I, I'm, I like super speedway racing. I mean, I remember a 2019 Xfinity race where you slammed the wall, tore it up and came back and won it. So, yeah. I mean, you're a little super speedway racer yourself. We know. Uh, yeah. I, I love it. Um, but certainly it's, it's its own animal. Um, yeah. and, and going to Atlanta, I was, I had this thought earlier, but it kind of got away from me, but, I kind of felt like going into Atlanta, it was going to feel like, you know, granted it's brand new surface, right? The fall off wasn't quite there, but I feel like it was going to be kind of vintage plate racing a little bit. Right. And I don't know if it really actually looked that way or turned out that way, but just in, and how handling mattered more than, than it does at Talladega or Daytona. And you can't really push like you can at those two places, you know, the way people get runs and do the slingshot dive to the bottom and take the lead. Yeah. Um, to me in, in ways, you know, it, it felt a little bit more old school than the, the type of play racing that we've, the chaotic, very chaotic, pushing each other all the way around the racetrack, just hitting each other as hard as we can type speedway racing that we have been putting on the last couple of years. 
I'm a fan of it, man. I, I remember, like, last year's package, it seemed like y'all got them crazy runs and just freaking started going, and there was no stopping them. But this car, it seems like you kind of got to work a little more for it. So it seems a little more old-school super speedway racing. I know Atlanta was its own beast, but, like, even being at Daytona, it felt like an old-schooler day or super speedway package racing um i was a fan of the, the last year's package too though because them runs were crazy and y'all yeah. were y'all were doing insane moves but uh man i we were speaking of races i was gonna bring up like we we're already what five six races in the year or the five this is the sixth one this weekend's coda is yeah. we got ro- our first road course coming up but you know, obviously i i'm just gonna speak for you maybe that you're excited about homestead everybody's gonna say you're excited about homestead but uh, what tracks particularly are you looking forward to going down the line? Ones you got marked on your calendar? Honestly, this one um, coming up, Coda. That's that's what I like to hear. I mean, probably. I mean, more. So, yeah, I mean, I'd say from between now and the next road course race that we're going to have, I think will be Road America. Uh, this is you know the road courses of the race that I have scheduled that I'm really or circled that I'm really excited about. It's just because of the the progress we made, you know. Um, in the off season two years ago and, and seeing how much improvement there was last year and doing that same work again in the off season. And here we are, we're getting ready to, um, you know, have our first road course of the year. So for me, I'm really excited about it because it's been a very fun learning, learning process for me, Uh, a lot, a big growing process. And I've been able to pick up on just so many things that I never even would have thought of um, before on road courses. So, you know, I could be wrong. You know, we could go there and, and just be a, you know, fifth to 10th place car. But uh, I, I really am excited about what we've been doing. And I think I, I do believe that that we've done a lot of the right things going into this race. I'm just really excited to see how practice goes, where we stack up in the field. All right. Well, when you win Sunday, I'm going to remember this conversation and how much confidence you had and be like, it's because you were on the show is why you won Sunday. We'll remember that on chair getting. But uh, everybody in the comments wanting to know, I'm sure you've been bombarded by uh, the, the leg issue questions. We had a comment about uh, our buddy Cody was the seat issue specifically identified being 5'5 five five himself. He understands comfort is difficult to obtain. I'm sure you're probably sick of hearing about it. But everybody wants to know, is the leg issue resolved? Was it a fluke thing? Was it just the new seat? What was going on there? Yeah, thankfully it is resolved. Um, but with this new car, uh, you know, the, the, the sight line uh, of the car itself is, is different. You know, the older cars, the, um, you know, the door tops were lower in relation to the floorboard in these cars. And then these newer cars, um, you know, the sight line's just higher. You know, the, the inside of this car um, is, is deeper. The cockpit is deeper in this car um, or taller, however you want to call it. And so because <laughs> of that, you know, move, I moved around a little bit inside the car and then, you know, had, we went and had a test and, and actually in October, right after the Roval, we had that big Roval test um, the day after and, you know, just had some, some comfort issues inside the car. So we moved some things around with the pedals, picking them up, bringing them closer to me. And, uh, you know, didn't really get a lot of opportunities after that test to really put myself through the motions. So we got running in the heat of the season or with, with the kickoff of the season and yeah. uh, found out pretty quick at Fontana and then Vegas that, you know, I didn't have things where I needed them to be, but thankfully, you know, because, you have a lot of options to move things around in these new cars on the, on the driver's side, inside the, inside the cockpit set that we're able to move the pedals where my legs aren't going to sleep anymore. So not fun, not good. Uh, very distracting. <laughs> were you ever driving? Yeah. I mean, I imagine it was like, or feeling like them. what the hell? <laughs> yeah. If you're not feeling for five hours straight is not oh, fun. Dude, that sounds annoying. You got the car. You're like, yeah. somebody come get me. <laughs> I can't no, walk. I could, I, I looked like I'd never walked a day in my life. Oh, whenever right. I got out of the car. It looked like you're after leg day. It was day after leg Not day. Not way worse than that. Squid legs. <laughs> way <laughs> you know, worse. We know you, you. I mean, you've been working out, man. You've been killing it. What? I mean, what? What are we squatting these days? Oh well, because of my leg issues that oh, I Lord. had for, I don't know. It's been three weeks now, but um, all the, all that anyone really wanted me to do was nothing uh, while that <laughs> was going on. Just let the Understood. body kind of rest. Don't put your nerves through any more stress than you already have. You've put them through a lot the last two weeks. So kind of went on like a three-week hiatus, really doing a lot of strenuous exercising. And uh, here last week, I feel like when we went to Atlanta, the race was a lot more physical than I was expecting. You know, we're running high speeds around a mile and a half. Um, 
them laps were cl- clicking off, dude. Y'all yeah. fine. Yeah, we were, you know, the steering in the cars, you know, has been a little bit harder to hit. So the steering was a little bit heavy for, for Atlanta. And then the loads itself of the race, um, just that many laps kind of warm, warm my body. So I, uh, I've, I felt like I lost a little bit in that, that two, three week span that I wasn't able to really work oh, out. Man. And so I don't even really know where I'm at right now. All I know <laughs> is I can say this week kind of getting back to normal, didn't have any problems, you know, at Atlanta. Um, uh, and, and I was finally not like slammed on my schedule and, found <laughs> no <laughs> no i'm not thanks uh I, I found that uh yeah i'm really sore right now but I, i'd rather be sore than you know tied or you know not feeling good about my body or where it's at going into dakota are you it's, supposed- it's okay. like you know it's funny you're talking about squats i mean the, the brakes in these cars um are not are not there's no abs you got to push on these brake pe- pedals really <laughs> hard there's no power assist of any kind. Um, so you gotta, you know, the harder you push the brake pedal, the better it stops. So you, you know, you gotta, gotta have some explosive, some explosive power in your left leg for sure. Well, that's one thing I always got sick of with the old cars or last year, last couple of years cars is the 550. was everybody's these cars are too easy to drive. How many times we saw a car get loose and it didn't even step out and everybody talking about like, I think a fan could drive these cars, but it's like, I'm glad to finally see like here, just hearing you talk about having to manhandle it, the, being hard to steer. You got to put the foot on the brake. Uh, are you specifically training just to be a fit driver? Or are you training to be a fit dad? Or are you what? What's the end goal here with Tyler Reddick's training regimen? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Um, it's kind of open-ended, kind of doing it for myself, um, a little bit more so these days than necessarily to help, I guess, specifically where the car is at right now. You know, there was a time probably a year ago where, um, before they made a lot of the cooling changes they did to this car, that it was going to be 20 degrees hotter than the old car. And I already thought the old car was hot. So, um, I kind of told myself when I knew this car was coming that I needed to take my fitness to the next step and be ready for this new car. Um, and then all of a sudden, um, they realized the cars were too hot and they made a lot of changes, which I think is a good thing across the board. Cause I don't think drivers need to be sitting in 160 degrees and that making might, themselves almost. <laughs> yeah. So now the cars are really cool, but now that because they are, you know, um, how else can I, you know, can I, can I take my strengths or my edge that I have and, and, you know maybe change some changes in the car, make the steering stiffer, feel, have a better feel for the steering wheel, change some things like that. So I've been able to still feel like the gains that I'm trying to make um, in the gym um, help, you know, still trying to make them beneficial towards racing. I hear you, dog. I hear you. I, I work out just cause I want to be a fit dad for my daughter. I don't want to be that fat beer belly dad. I want to be a cool big dad. So one day when she has boyfriends, I can be like, Hey, but, uh, Man, I, you understand. I don't have a cool job where I just drive race cars. But uh, I'm trying to keep up with the comments. Everybody's asking about when we were talking about road course racing. Uh, you know, we had one guy ask. Uh, we had Nathan Green here ask if you ever raced at St. Louis. Wanting to know if you've ever raced there. I'm, I, I'm guessing we're talking about Gateway, right? I would yeah. think. Yeah, that, or- yeah, I did. Um, I did the. I think the. The two I ran, I had three years in the truck series, two full-time years. I think I ran, so I'm pretty sure I ran there twice. Was that with um, BK racing? Burger, yeah. Burger King. <laughs> Brad Zlowski racing, if I said Burger King. Oh my there gosh. There you go. Uh, yeah, with Brad Zlowski racing. Um, and both times we were there, it's, I mean, gateways, you know, track where braking is important. You you have, you don't really have like, it's not really a an oval it's not a straightforward oval, if you will. I mean, it has, you have to approach it almost like a road course a little bit and how you break and everything. And so I was surprised when we did have speed there in the trucks. Um, I've changed a lot as a driver since my days of running the truck series there. So I'm really excited to see how, how we run there when we get there in a cup car. Uh, we need to bring that long hair place. back. I'm, I don't know. The long I hair and the beard. I, I just it, got I, my hair cut. I've always wondered, yesterday. you know, how y'all get y'all's hair cut before Daytona and all that. Is it is it a professional 
like team wants me to get a haircut or are you just trying to be clean cut for pictures? Cause I've always felt that we, we need a bad boy in racing. We need the guy with the long hair. We need a guy with the beard. We need a guy flicking cigarettes on pit road and you know, doing God knows what. I, I mean, I, I, I remember seeing those pictures of you with the long hair. I was like, dude, Reddick, he's that guy. But, uh, are you clean cut for the team or clean cut for the sponsors? Um, I'm, I'm clean. I guess I'm just clean cut right now for me. Um, oh. I did have a beard for a little don't while. Listen to me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I got tired of it. So I got rid of it. Um, I've been trying to grow my hair out. It used to be a little bit shorter on the sides. Like, like I said yesterday, you gotta go through the um, my hair stage. was really, really long. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's an awkward stage for sure. I need to time it to where I go through that really awkward phase of the in between on the length of hair in the off season, but it just hasn't happened yet. I've wanted to grow it out like pretty long. Do it, like, man. It Do it. Be, I, I guarantee it, you gain yeah, followers. It takes commitment. It takes some <laughs> commitment. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it's a progress, man. I like I, we don't have I mean Corey's kind of doing it. I'm just waiting. I know he's going to cut it soon. Like Corey's doing it but it's like we need more long-haired drivers. We need we need rock band NASCAR drivers. And I mean you you're the one that you're the wheel man, you're riding the high line. I think you're the guy to do it. You should do it. Yeah, I I love for I, if it would just if it could show up tomorrow I would have it I wouldn't get rid of it but what's Alexa think of it she like your hair long or short I think <laughs> when we started dating I'd cut it off not because of her but like I'd cut it off like a year or two before we started dating yeah. so I don't know if she ever got to really experience the the long hair or know what that was like. I remember what it was like when I was dirt racing. It drove me crazy because I'd have to shower every single night because my hair was outside the helmet, flowing, getting Dude, dirt, mud, sick. all sorts of stuff in it. So every every time, you know, the race would be over, whatever day it was, I'd have to go take a shower, and then I'm tired, and I go lay on it, and then my hair looks like. Dude, crap. washing long so hair is the worst. Again. Washing long hair is the worst. Yeah, it's like a dry. It takes an hour to dry and everything, but still, we need a long hair driver. Everybody's talking about damn tracks still. But uh, we got Dalton Good in the comments. He was the he, This is also the kid. I don't know if you saw all over Twitter that was saying GFD during the Daytona 500 and was blowing up when Kyle Busch wrecked. But uh, so what's up, Red Dog? How do you think the Bristol Dirt Race will be at night versus in the day last year? Well, um, it definitely won't be as dusty. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't know what, what they're wanting to do with the track prep. I, it sounds like the banking has changed a little bit. It's a little bit more progressive. Like you see at Eldora, Fairbury, um, a lot of dirt tracks have some sort of progressive banking to it. For me, that's a huge because the way how dry it was and the way the banking was just kind of same angle from top to bottom, you know, in these heavy cars that we run, you know, on, on the tire that we do, we don't run as big of a tire as late models do or the sprint cars do. So we don't, you know, and we weigh a lot more the cars do. Yeah. So, um, you know, the shortest way around the racetrack when it got that sick was going to be the fastest. So I'm really hopeful that this progressive banking kind of, if it does clean up and get nice and, and slick and, and get really black that, uh, you know, it'll, it'll widen out to where they're running somewhere in the middle. I mean, I would love it for it to get all the way to the top if it, you know, if, if it was me personally, but as long as it, is widens out some some degree where guys are making the very bottom work, some guys are making the middle work. That'd be that'd be ideal, and the nighttime's only going to help that. And um, two, you know, in the nighttime and in humid Tennessee, if it's got a little bit of moisture to it when we start the race, it's a good chance that the humidity picks up as the night's cooling off. That the moisture is going to come back in the track, and it'll be be a little bit muddy uh, the whole race. Hopefully, is Bristol Dirt Race a real dirt track? It's okay. No one is going um, to. I honestly <laughs> would say yes, because I okay. got to go there when they're running the late model races. Um, they had all those divisions that were there racing the two weeks before we yeah. came to town. I think those are starting and like right yes, now. Probably is. Yeah. And um, that was amazing racing. That was, the track was incredible. I had a lot of moisture in it. Cars were hooked up, moving around. The crazy part about it is there wasn't any dust. Uh, me and my crew chief, Randall Burnett, drove up there one night. That's we so cool. Night, I love hearing y'all just like, yeah, yeah, we're hanging out like normal dudes. Well, we came from, we came Guys from being dudes. Um, yeah. You know, he's he's from the St. Louis area. I spent six years in DuCoin, about an hour away from there, a little more than that. And, um, you know, the track was great. It had plenty of grip. There was no dust. It was, uh, it was, 
I was really impressed with it. So when we had a race this last year and we ran the day and it was as dusty as it was, you know, I was, I was obviously pretty disappointed in how the track turned out, but really glad to see the change. And I hope with it being at night that it, it delivers from the, you know, the dirt racer in me really wants it to be a, a true dirt race and not be rubbered up, chewing up tires. And right. And it seemed like last it year, we just saw all of a sudden saw like all the guys running the bottom. It was kind of blue grooving down there. And all it's like, all the dirt racers were in the back and all these oval dudes yeah. were showing up where it was, it was like, what yeah, the hell? It, turned almost, it honestly turned into a more of an asphalt short, like asphalt late model short track race because you had to kind of drive at 80% to keep the tires from blowing out because they were so right. soft. It started to lay rubber and you would just peel the, ru- peel the rubber off the tires. And then you'd be on a slick. And then once you're on a slick, you couldn't really get off, um, off the bottom of the racetrack and move around because, you know, you didn't have the grooves in the tire to expel the dirt. So, um, I'm really glad to see the tires harder. I'm glad to see the change of track. Dirt, Bristol, the Bristol dirt race, the Bristol dirt track is a dirt track. And I, I just hope that, you know, we are able to put on a good show with, with a little bit different conditions this year. How do you think the next gen is going to fare with that? Like we saw last year. Bert, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> we were, I was concerned. wondering that too. Yeah. I was wondering that too. Yeah, like, I, well, it worked with know. that old car, but how are these, like, how do you test for that? You don't, well, you can't. I, I race I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. And I racing was a little bit different, a little bit different than the real thing. I don't know. These cars are still heavy. Um, the tire that we got, it's going to be harder. I don't, I don't know if it's much wider than the tire that we ran there last year on the old car. So there's a lot of, yeah, the 18 inch dirt. What ifs, a lot of what ifs. Yeah. An 18 inch dirt tire. That's, that's just different in itself right there. I mean, I, I, I'm hopeful, but I don't know what it's going to do. Ah, I, I had a couple personal questions here for me personally. What kind of what kind of mood does Tyler Reddick get in before the race starts? Are you just kind of hanging out with Alexa and Bo, chilling? Do you have a little ritual? Do you get pumped up, listen to some tunes? Like, what what's Tyler Reddick do to like? I'm about to get in this race car and drive. Well, normally, um, I get to spend a little bit of time when I first wake up in the morning with Bo and Alexa, but most race days are pretty pretty slam full of of you know. Um, things on the schedule, if you will, um, right. meet and greets, um, appearances, whatever it might be. Um, pretty much three, four hours before the race starts. It's like nonstop, got places to go, things to do. So just never mind to get about to race 500 miles. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're trying to <laughs> hydrate when you can eat, you know, eat two hours before. Um, and more things are changing in the schedule. They got the 1948. Now I don't even know why they call it with that, but it's replaced the driver's meeting. It's like a, I don't know, VIP meet and greet thing. I don't even know what to really call it, but they call it 1948. Oh, um, almost like some cliche shit of like NASCAR started 1948 and now this is like a thing. Yeah, I was just like, I haven't heard anything about that. something like that. Year. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, um, I don't even know what to call it. It's, a, it's it's like a driver's meeting, but it's not, you know, you have all the <laughs> the guests and everything that you would in a driver's meeting, but everyone's kind of standing around. So um, oh, that's weird. been different, but, but it, you know, changed how you prepared and when you got ready for the race. Cause driver's meetings used to be, I don't know, um, three hours or so before the race. And now we got this right before we go to intros, right before we, you know, do the, the parade lap and all that stuff. So it's changed up the schedule a little bit and, and how I prepare, but not very, not very structured, obviously kind of depends on how much I got going on that day. Are you kind of the guy that's like, oh, God, this is where all the fans are. I'm going to say, hey, or are you like, I know a shortcut. And go around, or are you like, hey, high five. I think you up? know that. <laughs> I think you know the answer to that. Because um, I've noticed I've noticed some drivers, you know which drivers will, like, come by and say hey and go through the autograph lines. And some drivers you won't ever see. Well, it's a tough thing because we have to be on the stage by a certain time or right? we're starting last. Um, and then, too, as I talked about, I have so many things going on during the day. Yeah. That there's some days I may not be able to get through um, or get to where I need to go or, you know, I'll be behind or um, there might be some days I only have about five minutes between when I hit the red carpet or whatever they want to call it (laughs) where all the fans are lined up. Um, I may only have five minutes to sign stuff. So a lot, a lot of times so far this year, I found myself halfway down or a quarter of the way down signing autograph, every autograph I can for people. And then getting tapped on a show, like we got to be on the stage, like, two minutes and it's like oh boy because and then i gotta you know 
I don't know what to do. I feel bad. There's kids with, with cars yeah. and hats and stuff. And I want to stop and sign if I sign one and not for the other. Yeah. Right. It's, you, you can't kind of get in trouble. So whenever it gets to that time, I try and just give everyone a high five or a fist bump. Like um, it, it's been great that there's been so many fans at the racetrack, but it's definitely uh, caught me off guard. You know, I'm trying to get to everybody and I can, and I've found the start of this year. Uh, I can't, I can't get to everyone um, between, I- where hey, I gotta the fans be are getting more packed though. Deal. That's a good and thing. Intros, yeah, certainly is. Uh, yeah, I've noticed. I've heard fan, my friends and stuff, or other fans, talk about like, oh, this driver's a dick, or he's a butthole and stuff. And it's like, do y'all realize they've probably signed like fifteen hundred autographs this weekend? They've had cameras in their face all weekend. People come running up to them, throwing them cars and signs to sign. At some point, they're probably like, hey, piss off, or like, just leave me alone for a minute, or something. It's like. I have to be somewhere. I have a job to do. It's like, I'm not here to sign your autograph. I'm here to race a car. To some extent, you got to be like, hey, I did my, I did all I could. Well, I always try to do, is, do all I can, but but certainly, I mean, without without fans at the racetrack, we ain't got a race put on. I mean, Right. So, That's a very good point. Um, You know, you try and take as much time that, that your schedule allowed to get to as many people as you can. I certainly try to. Um, but it is tough whenever you do get to that time crunch and it's time you gotta, you know, when it gets to that time where you, you physically can't stop and, and, and say, Hey, do this, do that, or you're going to be going to the back. But it's unfortunately something I ran into and, you know, I'll, I'll continue trying to find ways <laughs> where I can somehow get, get to where I need to go earlier so I can, you know, spend more time getting to everybody. Hey, we appreciate you, man. Uh, I also I had a question too. Is like, what what music does Tyler Reddick listen to? I want like personally, what music are you going to the gym pumping up? Are you cruising in your Camaro driving? Like, what what does Tyler listen to? I listen to a lot of different things. Um, I've got to go through phases. Um, I hate to even call it phases, but just you know, there'll be some some points in the year where I only will listen to you know rock or metal uh, i haven't gone but i haven't looped ba- i haven't looped back around to only listen to hip-hop for a while you know I, there, there's there'd be times you know six month trends where i just listen to nothing but hip-hop but then i'd be i feel like when when summer starts to come around and the beer gets colder and the sun gets warmer it's late season baby. country music starts to come <laughs> back in um so it just kind of moves around right now i'm listening to a lot of you know rock and metal right now the song that I think the song that probably gets me the most pumped up right now, I haven't actually listened to it in a while, um, but just talking about this has got me thinking about it. And when I go to Coda, I'm going to definitely play it before I go on the track for practice. And it's a, the band's Crystal Lake. The song is Apollo. Almost, okay. almost, it almost, almost skipped my mind there. Crystal Lake Not Apollo. A, go to YouTube after the yeah. show. I don't, I don't know. I think they have a somewhat of a following, but they're not, you know, they're not a, Hey, respect. That's they're a not a, I'd say they are. Yeah, I feel like they are. Okay, I appreciate uh, that. I mean, they don't have. They're not Metallica or anything. They're not that big, but they're known. I, I'd say by some. Duly noted. Yeah, I was always wondering. Like, is like I always wonder. Like, what drivers listen to? Or are they just like, oh, I don't care. Like, I just imagine if I was getting in a race car about to race, I'm like, I gotta get in the zone. Like mentally, I'm getting pumped up. Like, let's go do this. But then also, it's like it's a it's the long game, not the short game. That's what I've found. Um, I used to get too zoned in, like two in the moment, like, all right, let's go. Well, slap one of yeah. 400, chill. <laughs> and I used to in my truck days, like get pumped up like it's the last restart <laughs> of the race and it's the initial start of the race. Hey, y'all play me a song on my radio at halfway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I used to used to catch myself doing it a lot more when I was younger, but, you know, it's very common for it used to be very common in my head to just have songs pop in and just kind of be playing in my head as I'm driving along. They used to happen a lot, actually. Um, I've gotten a little bit better about concentrating on the road ahead of me when I'm on the racetrack now. That doesn't happen as much. But uh, when I was younger, it's certainly what happened to me. Heck, yeah. Uh, We saw the Brad K news come out today with uh, them just laying down a thigh slapper of a fine. Uh, Everybody's wanting to know, like, what what is what is your thoughts on heavy penalties? Do you think it was too much? Do you think, like, yeah, I mean, I mean, Kind of got to do something here. Everybody's going to do it. Uh, what do you think about the all these hard penalties and NASCAR actually backing up their word? Yeah. Um, the, the thing is, I don't even know. I saw what the penalty was, and 
what type of infraction it was, but I didn't see anywhere what what part was the infraction. I didn't. Either, I didn't you really know? either. I saw something that said like body panel, but I was also mm. reading Twitter. Don't know how much you can trust mm. there. Uh, well, something about adjusted upon body panel. It might have been something. It was in the rear end, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, well, I don't know. I, I'm NASCAR said at the beginning of the year like, hey, we're not BSing around anymore. We're gonna be serious this year. And this is kind of the first real one you've seen where you're like, holy crap, they're not messing around. Yeah, I mean, well, it's my understanding, though, like it could have been 10 to 25 playoff points. So I think he got away kind of lucky there. You know, there's a pretty big margin that it can be between on the penalty side of things. Now, the points penalty, yeah, 100 points is huge. It, you go from being, I think it was right behind me in points to, you know, he lost 19 positions in, yeah. in the driver standings. And then there's, you know, if, if he makes the playoffs, which it's Brad, I imagine he does, instead of starting it, you know, if you enter it with zero playoff points, now you're at negative 10. That's even, that's even harsh. You know, that's, that's a, that's a tough thing to, you know, five, 10 playoff points are huge. Now you got right. negative playoff points. That's I even saw, worse. I saw a thing, or I, th- I think it was Bob Parker's posted that uh, if he were just to win one race and get top 30 in points and make the playoffs, he would start at negative five points. Yeah. <laughs> like that sucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I mean with this new car, they made it pretty they were very they were very upfront with us on how things were gonna be. You know, this car kind of being a, a spec piece, you know, you buy this part from this this vendor and that vendor. They're very upfront with us from day zero that this is how it's gonna be. Like we're not messing around on this. If they don't make the fines excuse me, stiff enough, then People are going to feel like they're going to be able to get away with it. They might be able to get away with it a couple races, win some races, not get caught, um, and it'll outweigh, you know, when they finally do. But uh, so I think that's why the penalties are so severe. Um, and I hate to say it too, but, you know, unfortunately for Brad, you know, the first one they really nail on it, they're going to make an example out of them. And yeah. they certainly did. I thought about that as it worked. I saw it at lunch break and then I thought about it. I was like, wow, you know, that's pretty damn hardcore if, if I, that right there is like, hey, yo, we can't afford to make that or to bend these rules. We can't afford to or you know get that kind of penalty. That's gonna hurt us. Is like, yeah, that just was like a writing on the wall. Like they hung Brad before the town. Like don't mess around. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's maybe why a lot of the bigger teams were so aggressive and in a number of the years past with with certain things in the rules because you know the big teams could could afford to have you know, a fine here or there, um, you know, a couple, you know, you wouldn't really see a lot of point penalties, but you'd see fines. And so a lot of the big teams could kind of get away with that. And the smaller teams, you know, couldn't really take those risks to push those, those, you know, gray areas. And so making it really stiff is important because a lot of small teams aren't even thinking about doing any of that because, you know, a, a fine like that can just completely change the trajectory of your year. Uh, certainly hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money to a lot of people. Um, but, but thankfully for a lot of the cup teams, you know, I'd say right now it won't, you know, put, put them in jeopardy of, of missing a race financially or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, they, they definitely set the standard. This is how it's going to be. Um, I, 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 in the meetings that I was a part of when they were talking about this, I know they were serious about it. And yeah, I mean, I feel like the people that I know at, at, at RFK know that too. So I don't know if there was a misunderstanding or what exactly happened. I don't know a lot about it other than the penalty itself. I got you. It's already like they're messing with the wheels. Now they're messing with this. Like, hey. And then I feel like they also paint like a target on themselves. Like, maybe like, hey, look, y'all been testing the waters. Chill the hell out. I got two more questions for you, Tyler. One I always ask is like, one of, I just want to hear your personal input is, what does it feel to sell it off into turn one at Darlington? What is the feeling when you're in the car and you're like, just holding the wheel, balls of the wall, just diving in there like I hope it sticks. Um, it's pretty nuts. There's there's no corner like it. Um, you like drive off into the corner like you're not even entering a corner. I, I don't even really know how to explain it. I mean, um, you're almost just trying to like you you go in there with the intention of teeing up and just nailing the outside wall. And as you gain banking, you gain grip, and next thing you know car grips up right before you get to the wall and you don't hit it it's a pretty pretty rowdy sensation um and it's only gotten crazier now with 
um, the unfortunate repaving of, of, you know, the apex of, of, of turn one and two to the exit of two. Right. Isn't that just weird? Like, grip, hey, you're going to no have two different surfaces all. on this track. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Go from no grip at all. Do you land in that new grip? And it's just like, it just, it feels like you, you just, you, you jumped off of Atlanta and landed on, you jump, you jump from the old racing surface of Atlanta to the new surface of Atlanta. Um, it made it even crazier. But uh, yeah, turn one Darlington's pretty much one of a kind. Um, one of the most difficult corners to just, hit right because drive off in there and nine times out of 10, you feel like you're in too easy or in too deep. You're going to go kill the wall. And all of a sudden it grips up right before you get there. And you're like, Whew. all right, let's <laughs> do that 367 more times. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. Another one I had was what, at what point in your career as a professional driver, were you like, Holy crap. I made it. Like, was it Daytona 500 walking out to all the fans? Was it, you know, a first Xfinity win? What point were you like, I did it. Like, I did it, Ma. I made it. Well, I, I don't feel like I've truly um, made, like, made, you know, had my career-making moment yet. But, like, certainly. I feel like your career is way cooler than mine. <laughs> well, I mean, this is. You, you definitely have a lot of fun doing this. So, I mean, this, this can't be too bad. I cheers hey. to that. Um, That's right. But I think that that first Daytona 500 was a pretty surreal moment. Like this is something I've been trying to get to my whole life. And then here I am finally doing it in front of, you know, almost, I think it was actually a sold out crowd. It was, it was a pretty surreal moment. It took, I feel like it's still sinking in as we speak, even right now in years past, it's still kind of sinking in. Like I'm here. This is crazy. I'm doing this, but it's kind of, I'm, I'm trying to absorb it as best as I can, but I'm so, I get so as, as a competitor, I should be so caught up in, in this week and next week and what I got in front of me and the work I got to do that. So when we get to the racetrack, we're good. Um, it's easy to kind of get the blinders on and, and lose focus of what, how, how cool a thing you're in. But I mean, I, I want to do good for my team. I want to go out there and win that first race. I want to go out there and run good every week. So that's where that, that drive and, and where I kind of get lost in what I'm doing. The, the, I would say, does it like get into like a kind of like a, like constant thing or just re- repetition and you're just like complacent and like, Oh yeah. Or you ever like take a step back and like, dude, all right. Like, I'm doing this. I'm driving cars every week. This is like what I did, wanted to always do. Like, you gotta almost have like a reality check with yourself. Yeah, I would say I did my rookie year, and it wasn't even really, it was a, it was, it ended up being a good reality check, but I kind of found myself pretty early on in my rookie year, just kind of not where my, my confidence, not where it needed to be. We weren't running great. We had good moments, but we could never like close the races out. We had a lot of things going on, and I kind of really got, down and caught up and and just the 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 you know the the low and the roller coaster of the year that we had and thankfully you know taking that step back and realizing this is like what i've been trying to do my whole life from here made this far and get out of this hole so that reflection did help um in some of those some of those tough moments certainly in the first year and a half of, of racing in a cup series dude Man, awesome insight. I'm so glad you jumped in with us. It's awesome to hear all your opinions and views. I know I kind of beat around the bush and got all around different topics, but I appreciate you jumping on the show, chair game. I can't wait to see you at the next race we're at, and I can't wait to see you get that win this year. Probably going to get more than one. That's what I'm rooting for. But uh, is there anyone you want to plug? I think we probably all follow you if you're watching this show. But uh, shout out 3G RCR. What you got? Yeah, certainly 3G and RCR. Um they're huge. Um, you know, Richard gave me my, my opportunity to go cup racing, go Xfinity racing, 3G for making a lot of the good things that are coming our way this year happen, being such a great partner, coming on board the way that they are. I'm excited to go see a lot of them at, at Austin. Um, you know, they're going to have a display at the racetrack. I'm going to go out there and spend some time there, hopefully sells, you know, sign some autographs to some of the people that are that are buying product. Um but I, I can't believe it's already been an hour. I feel like I've only been sitting here 30 minutes. So I was like, no I way. mean, I can keep going. I'm just I trying mean, not I, to take up your I whole still night. Have some beer left. So I, I can mean. grab another one. <laughs> I can keep this going. I just, I'm trying to be polite here. I mean, but, we, we um, popping off. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, Cheddar's has been a part of it for yeah, dude. Shout out Cheddar's a number Bob. of years. Alsco um, back big spinning <laughs> days as well. Lenovo. I'm doing this on my Lenovo ThinkPad. Um, they set me up with a really really nice laptop. Much nice. appreciated. I, I clearly <laughs> don't look at the clock on it yet. I need to start doing that. <laughs> I need to start oh, wearing good, my watch dude. again. That would help hey. me out. You know, um, there's a lot of great people that are that are part of it. Uh, that, that help make it happen. Um, even, I mean, they're, they're, they're a partner in a way too, you know, team Chevy Chevrolet does a lot. Um, gives me, they give me a lot of opportunities to get in the simulator, get our team in the simulator, work on our setup, work on my driving techniques, um, making laps the only way that we can, um, before we get there on the race weekends, I could go on and on. There's, um, there's a lot of, a lot of people that are a part of this that make this possible. Um, nope. Can't do without him. And oh, I'm hearing I'm hearing Bo. So yeah, Bo, I guess Bo knows the clock better than I do. Perfect he, timer, I told man. Him, I told him six thirty, seven thirty, and he's. I guess he looked and sees seven thirty six. He's like, Dad, life always doing? calling. Oh man, <laughs> we appreciate it, man. We can't wait to see you get those wins. Can't wait to see you get that hair grown back out. You're gonna be the rock star in pit road. We're all gonna be rooting for you. Uh, we're gonna high five you and get the autographs. Uh, man, it was awesome talking to you. Hopefully, we can finish these beers after the show. Don't run. But everybody, that was Tyler Reddick on Chairgating. Check us out. Weekly episodes. We're going to be dropping it. Tyler's the man, y'all. Thanks for joining. Yeah, cheers. And, hey, don't forget to get your uh, your picks in on BetMGM as well. Oh, wow. With the late plug. With the late plug, late BetMGM. Plug, yeah. That's a sexy scheme, too. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, it is. That, it that's really a good is. looking. You're driving the good looking cars, RCR. We're back, baby. Well, let's go racing. Sounds good. Cheers, cheers boys. There you go. Now it's not fading out. Hell yeah. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the Seeding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.